0: Well, it's Friday, and everybody knows it's Friday. It's time to go Inside EMS. Medtronic is the proud sponsor of this Inside EMS podcast. Every emergency call brings new opportunity to make a difference. Learn how capnography monitoring from Medtronics can help at medtronic.com EMS. And with me always is my good friend, Kelly Grayson. And Kelly, you know, we talked about a bit ago that we were nominated for a Folio Award and uh, the good news is that uh, we got honorable mention, so I think that was uh, pretty important for us.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. It's 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 an honor just to be nominated, and the fact that we got honorable mention places us in the top four of of all the uh, the podcasts uh, nationwide. So that's pretty awesome stuff. Um, maybe maybe if we if I don't know, do we get an honorable mention trophy, or is it like a certificate, or a pat of butter, or something? I'll, I was going to suggest that it, it rotate between my house and your house. Yeah, um, I
0: think we could do that. I mean, I don't know what I would do with a pad of butter, but, you know, I would certainly keep it with uh, honor. And I would uh, every time I opened a refrigerator, I guess I'd give it a nod or something. But uh, yeah, I,
1: I didn't get my I didn't get my folio award for uh, for my column a, a few years back. EMS one kept that. I, I still think that they're you know, they're, they take it out every now and then to, to get chicks. It's Look like at a the Folio one, Award It's a chick won. maggot? How
0: about that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's right. It. I don't know that uh, you really uh, deserve to keep it in your home. I mean, it's something you know. When you win a trophy at school, it doesn't come to your house. It it stays in the trophy cabinet.
1: Well, hey, Rob Gronkowski bunted a baseball with the with the Lombardi Trophy. I think the least I could do, uh, I should be allowed to do is is to show off my Folio Award one time. Did he myself? And did my he
0: really hands. bunt a baseball with the? Yeah, I
1: invented it. And they kept it. Uh, the Patriots kept it that way because, you know, that's Gronk. That's, that's who he is.
0: Nice. But, uh, you know, Kelly, I think we got something really important to talk about. And, you know, we, we see a lot of things on social media. And I got to tell you, sometimes, you know, I belong to, you know, a lot of these social media sites. And, you know, I see a lot of things that make me shake my head. And, you know, you know, you and I have talked about those T-shirts that are around and, you know the bumper stickers that talk about "I just can uh-huh. your honor student, and uh, you know, but I, I think it's it's a plague in EMS, and and I'm just going to kick it to you to kind of introduce the topic this week. Yeah, I, I you know
1: I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid the whole get off my lawn syndrome, but th- this is something that's been long uh, uh, long going in in social media, uh, the these EMS uh, Facebook and Reddit and and uh, various other types of platform pages, where where the worst of people just comes out, and and you know there's long been this phenomenon that, that Dave Statter calls Smacks, the social media assisted career suicide syndrome, where people do stupid things on social media while while uh, representing their employers, um, and and gives their both their agency themselves and their profession a black eye. Uh, and, and there's been another one in recent news, but this is a common thing and, and is one of the reasons I've kind of stepped back on social media and, and uh, started limiting my friends list to just people I know, I've broken bread with and and, and work with and, and met in person um, because it just got too toxic. It, it's and, and I no longer follow any EMS social media pages at all because it's all T-shirt ads and, and, and douchebaggery. So, uh, uh it, I, I don't know, Chris, what is it about social media, uh, that makes us anti-social, you know, that, 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 that brings, brings out, out the, the worst of us. It, it, it's the platform has so much potential, uh, had so much potential, but I think it still does yet. We, we utilize it, uh, not just an EMS, but, but on all walks of life to, 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 Talk to each other, uh, talk down to each other to argue with each other to denigrate each other, and and I, I got tired of that sort of thing and and kind of backed away from it. But
0: you know, what, what is, is it that, that brings out, out the worst, worst in us? You know, I think it's a great question, and and I think that as we talk about you know the the benefits of social media, you know, we all are connected and we all seem that we have to stay connected. But as you mentioned, you know the the social aspects of some of the sites that are out there are truly toxic and somebody coined the phrase uh you know um keyboard terrorists and you know because they you know people just go ahead and they just say the worst of the worst so you know is social media truly a social site or is social media becoming you know the next uh you know social terrorist site where people are just, you know, like you mentioned, showing the worst. But I I think that there's the bigger issue here than it just being a social media problem. You know, when we think about EMS providers, and we see those t-shirts that say, I just Narcan, your honor student, or, you know, those bumper stickers that make you shake your head. And people are using the, you know, the defense, Kelly, that it's, it's dark humor. It's what we use to distress. And and, and I really think that this is what the problem is in the sense that we've got to stop thinking that this type of humor is okay. It, it's true that I think we see a different spin on, you know, the the realities that we see in EMS. But the problem is we don't have to be hateful about
1: it. Yeah. You know, I don't know that dark humor is going to go away. And it's always going to be a coping mechanism for for people in, in healthcare and, and EMS and law enforcement. It's just it's just the nature of what we do and, and, and the, the nature of how we tend to deal with stress. But one thing dark humor shouldn't play out in is in public, and that's one of the problems. You, you've got some impressionable kid who goes on Facebook and, and types in a search term, EMS, and comes up with these pages, and, and people don't realize uh, just how many people work on these pages. They've got uh, hundreds of thousands of followers, um, yet probably two or three hundred are consistently commenting. And quite frankly, those two or three hundred are often the worst examples of what EMS uh, um, behavior should be. Um, you know, make no mistake that, that hiring managers, operations managers, uh, lawyers, and everything else are lurking on those pages as well. Um, and, and they're silently taking notes, uh, and, and young impressionable people or old impressionable people are looking at that and backing slowly away saying, I want to have nothing to do with this sort of thing. If this is what EMS is, um, I don't think it's an accurate representation of the whole of our profession. I think it's, uh, the vast majority of time, it's a it's a representation of the worst, and occasionally it's a representation of the best. Uh, that latter category probably doesn't happen near often enough in social media.
0: You know, one of the things that you bring up though is the hiring managers are really kind of trolling the social media sites, and they're kind of looking at those individuals. And I don't know that I ever looked at anybody's social media site before. You know, they came in for interviews or after, but they are now but if we were considering them for positions and, but is the reality of that, you know, who we are as professionals or who we are as people outside of work? And when we think about a professional demeanor and we think about a personal demeanor, are you the same person at work than you are at home? No. So should I, should I really be you know criticizing you for your thoughts and beliefs on social media as long as you're professional in the way that you do your job and 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 here's the reason I say that is because I I'm actually I was actually teaching a class just last evening and I was talking about respecting our fellow Work coworkers and I and I may be getting off topic here and and let me know if I need to be redirected here. But I, I was kind of talking about respecting our coworkers and we all have different religious beliefs. We all have different political affiliations. We all have different cultural beliefs. And you know, I made the comment that just because your political affiliation or your cultural differences, you know, is different differs than mine, does that mean I shouldn't respect you as a person? Now. If you, Kelly Grayson, come into work and you deliver the highest quality of patient care and, and you are um, constantly exceeding the expectations of your metrics and your and your ability to get to calls on time and your mentorship of other employees, but yet if I go to your personal social media site and I see something on there that makes me raise an eyebrow about your belief, should that keep you from working in my organization? Uh, yeah,
1: I I think it should, because, uh, I I have a, I have a hard time believing that, 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 uh, people can divorce themselves from their personal beliefs, from, from their, their, uh, professional demeanor, uh, quite often. I think one flavors the other, uh, and, and there's a certain degree of influence either way. I, I don't, um. You're you're in the minority, uh, guy, of, of hiring managers and, and ops managers who who don't look at that sort of thing. I know of firefighters who, when interviewing for a, a role or a promotion at the at the department, who've been asked for their social media uh, uh, usernames and passwords. So. Their hiring managers can actually go in. That's a condition of the job interview and a condition of employment. Give us your passwords and let us see what you post on social media. Um, that sort of thing is becoming more and more commonplace. And and we all know that there's no anonymity on the Internet. Someone can find out who you are. In this most recent news story, someone found out uh, uh, not only who was the administrator of one of these worst pages, um, but, but also... Um, how many times they've been banned from Facebook uh, for the content posted therein, and all sorts of stuff that you would not think was was uh, available to the average reader, but but that's that's what it is, and 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 it's out there, and, and if you put yourself out there on the internet, you you need to be aware of that. But you know, Nancy Nancy has a uh, is fond of saying you can't unjerk a jerk just because someone is on their best behavior uh, in your um, in your interview process uh, doesn't mean that the rest of the time they're, they're a sterling, stellar individual who gives blankets to the homeless and, and, uh, and tithes every Sunday. Uh, it's just not the case. Um, and I think that often who you are online from the safety of your living room uh, is a reflection of, of a deeper reflection of who you are as a person. And I tell you what, man, that's one reason I stepped away, because I didn't like that person that I was behaving as online. Uh, And I got rid of a whole bunch of people uh, as EMS social media contacts simply because it was just too toxic.
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, and I got to tell you, I'm one of the persons that you got rid of, so I'm really not happy about that. <laughs> I think that you have to,
1: it's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff.
0: I think before <laughs> I send back that pad of butter that I'm keeping, I'm going to lick it before I uh, put it in the mouth <laughs> of you. But you know, I certainly see your point, point. and you know, one of the things that I think I want to examine, Kelly, is is you know how are we how are we really supposed to use these social media sites for you know education for getting our voices out there. And uh, so maybe just after the break, I want to go ahead and uh, get your opinion about it. But, you know, I got to tell you, you know, here at Inside EMS, we are excited that we are being sponsored by Medtronic. And certainly in s- uncertain situations, it's, it's one of the things that you need to do your job wherever you are. And it's why Medtronics offers capnography and pulse oximetry monitoring solutions that are designed to give you early insights into your patient's breathing. You act faster, you intervene sooner, and find out how at medtronics.com slash EMS. And I got to tell you, I mean, I think that capnography one is, the, is one of the best tools that we've ever had in EMS, that we're, we were really kind of a big sport in putting this out and getting this into mm-hmm. the mainstream uh, when it came to EMS and actually teaching our, our, our hospital and nursing partners um, you know, how we were now monitoring end CO2, but I think that's a whole other show, and we're going to have that coming up for you in uh, in a month or so. But, you know, Kelly, when, when we think about this this topic of, when we think about this topic of, of social media, and, you know, it seems that there are no rules to what can be posted. I've got some friends out, yeah, out there. Yeah, it's a digital wild, wild list. You know, I've got some, oh, I like that, I, I like that, but I've got some friends out there that are just rancid, And, you know, these are people that I've served in the military with. And, you know, there are people that, you know, makes me shake my head with the things that they post and whether it's political beliefs or whether it's religious beliefs. And, you know, some people, you know, get misogynistic. And, you know, it it really is something that we need to think about when it comes to the regulation of social media, when we talk about when we talk about the First Amendment and freedom of speech, does that include what we post on our social sites, or should it no. be something that so be something that there are rules to govern to say what we're posting on the internet? You know, uh, no,
1: I think the the First Amendment um, uh, doesn't cover what we do on social media, at least as how it relates to our employers. You know, our, our our First Amendment guarantees us uh, freedom of speech in that there will be no reprisal from the government for what we say. And 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 that's a fundamental—there's a reason it's the First Amendment on our Bill of Rights. Uh, it's a fundamental uh, tenet of, of our freedoms in this country. However, that doesn't apply to your private employer. Uh, it doesn't apply to non-governmental entities. Uh you know, there, there's there's a part of that, that employment contract. It may be written, it may be implicit, uh, that you will conduct yourself as a professional when you represent yourself as a as an employee or, or affiliated with this agency. Um, and, and wise people who who are not uh, who uh, are frequently unfiltered on the internet. Um, try to keep their, their persona and their uh, online persona and their, their employer distinct. That's why I don't mention my employer on my social media sites. Uh, I'm willing to own everything that I say online. However, uh, I don't often want my employer um, associated with those things. So, so I only refer to my employer. I'm happy to work there, but, but I only refer to them online in oblique terms. You'll never see a picture of me um, uh, in uniform uh, uh, on my social media sites for that reason as well, uh, because they have a right uh, that to expect me to conduct myself appropriately in, in public. There have been a couple of instances where I've said some unpleasant truths about some things in EMS, uh, where some very large entities uh, contacted my employer and said, "Hey, you know, uh, rein this guy in." And both times my employer backed me up. So "Well, we happened to agree with what he said and and, uh, and and then the times he said it, he was doing it as a columnist for EMS one, not as an employee of, of our uh, company. Um, but we happened to agree with what he said and that squashed it right there. But that sort of thing doesn't um, doesn't happen all the time. And there are plenty of instances where people have been doxed to their employers uh, and rightfully so. For the things that they said online. One thing that popped up, Chris, uh, yesterday in my social media was some toxic, loathsome troll talking about how he would kill people in his ambulance if they were Trump supporters. And and he was rightfully fired for that very thing. Uh, But it wasn't the first time with him. Um, and several people commenting in that in my Facebook comment thread said they knew the guy and would work with him. And he bounced around from several different EMS agencies. Uh, and, and, and someone was always willing to give him a job. That sort of thing still happens. And, and there's always a platform for the very worst of people in EMS. Many of them have multiple profiles because they'll get banned on one and they'll hop onto their other profile and start their mess all over again. And, and you know, the internet is a wonderful thing and social media is a, is a awesome platform. Uh, but uh, it's a double-edged sword. It's the great equalizer. It gives everyone a voice. The problem is, is there are some people out there shouldn't have a voice. You know, there's, there should be, there are some people out there that should shut up and let the adults talk, uh, and try to learn something. Or if they can't say something nice, say nothing at all. But, but, uh, that, that, stricture has been removed uh on social media so you see so many of them like that for every smack conference social media and critical care conference which was an awesome thing that arose from social media and a and a, and a uh attracted a number of, of uh, attendees worldwide uh with free open access medical education there's another site on the internet that, that has 150 thousand followers all posting uh questionable content and and really inappropriate humor and if i'm saying it's inappropriate humor you know it's inappropriate because uh, because i have no brakes on my dare car and if i think it's beyond the pale it's it's really really bad so for every one of those there's there's 10 or 15 uh, of those other sites that you would back slowly away from on the internet if you if you knew these people
0: in real life. You know, one of the things that we've got to think about is how, how do we address this as EMS professionals? And I don't know that there's really, a, a you know, an outlet for this to ever go away. There are going to be people out there that have jaded, uh, you know, opinions about our career field that have uh, horrible dispositions about some of the patients that we take care of uh-huh. that, you know, are going to uh, say stupid things about, uh, you know, political supporters and how we deal with them in the back of our ambulances or, you know, even about, you know, heroin addicts, which is like one of my biggest pet peeves of how, you know, yeah. EMS, EMS providers talk down about, uh, you know, those who have become addicted to heroin let Let nature take take its course kind of things you know but but the the thing is there's really no answer here i mean if i know that you are somebody who posts things that i don't agree with certainly i don't have to and you see it all the time if you don't like my opinion get off my site Uh, and i think that that's absolutely true but as a career field there seems like there's no recourse to the people who are spewing toxic you know uh, um behavior you know toxic information um, that really kind of give our career field a black eye. And, you know, I don't know that there's an out here except, you know, even if I work with you, Kelly, and I know that you're doing, you know, saying things that I find to be offensive. And I walk up to you and say, you know what, you're a, you're a, a a butthead on social media. You know, what's your response to me going to be? Oh, Chris, I'm, I'm so sorry. I respect you a lot and I'll never do it again. Uh, Instead of saying, you know, why don't you just turn your butt around and uh, not worry about what I'm doing? And pay attention to yourself. So, you know, I think that this is a plague more than it is a, a problem that could be fixed. And I don't know that there's an outcome.
1: I, I think there is an out. I think there is an out. There, there's. It's simply a matter of you choose who you associate with, period. You choose who
0: you associate with. There's a block tool. Uh, there's an unfriend button. You know, my point is, is that it's not going to go away. People are still going to be negative and they're still going to spew the toxic. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I I think social media is kind of like the the digital alcohol. Uh, My friend Gary Saffer says that alcohol is a personality enhancer. It just makes you more of who you are. Um, If you're a jerk when you're drunk, you're a jerk in real life. and, And when you're sober, you just hide it better. Um, and I think in that regard that, that social media is, is, the, the digital alcohol uh, it, it erases your, your filters and your boundaries and, and you become more of, of what you really are. Um, but I, I can't in fairness say that's 100% true because I like to think of myself better uh, than some of my reactions on social media, which is why I stepped away from it. Um, you know, Chris, when I first started on Facebook, I did so unwillingly uh, because, uh, you know, Chris uh, Ebert and Davey and Dave Oni urged me to do it as, as part of the Jim's blog network. And it was a way to promote my blog. And I did not want to go on Facebook. And then I let the darn platform take over my life. And I, I sent out maybe 150 friend requests in my first few months of Facebook. And since that time, I have friend requested maybe a dozen people In the ensuing 10 plus years, uh, everyone friend requested me. I had close to 5,000 social media followers on Facebook alone and probably, you know, 4,500 of them friend requested me. And to me, my Facebook page is my digital living room. You don't come into my living room, especially when you ask to be invited in there uh, and crap on my carpet. And there were a few bad apples that would come in there and and friend requested me and then have the temerity to to lecture me on my behavior or to be rude to me in public or my personal pet peeve attack someone else on my page. And that started happening so often that I I got tired of playing whack-a-mole and banning people once at one at a time. Uh, I finally said, this is consuming my life. I need to get rid of it. And I ported every friend on my Facebook list uh, to to a public figure page where I will where I post regular vanilla boring content. Um, and I turned off the free ice cream machine for everybody else. Uh, most of the people on my page um, are interacting not with Kelly Grayson, but the guy that plays ambulance driver on the internet. And and that's not who I am. So. I went and and started wholesale cutting people out and and unfriending people, uh, to, to avoid, uh, that sort of interaction. I made a a conscious decision on who I was going to, to associate with, uh, online. Interesting fact though, you can only get to 2,500 people before Facebook cuts you off and, and doesn't allow you to unfriend anymore. Um, and I spent 30 days in, 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 uh, Facebook jail, uh, I was able to post, but I wasn't able to unfriend anyone for 30 days because they thought I was fishing. Every time I tried to unfriend a new person, um, they they locked me out of my account. So uh, tells me that Facebook has a vested interest in in friends list becoming as lo- being as large as possible. Um, I'm sure their their ad algorithms and everything else uh, uh, are are based on that sort of thing, but. Uh, it doesn't make it uh, doesn't make it any less toxic. But I think that we have a choice in how toxic it can be. Uh, I know I sleep a heck of a lot better at night now, knowing that people are not screenshotting seven year old photos that, and, and then using it to attack uh, organizations that I'm associated with uh, and, and trolling on my page. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not missing them a bit. But, hey, that's what we think. We like to hear what you think. What are the good and the bad about social media? What have you done at your agency to address the problem of social media assisted career suicide syndrome? And how has it affected your life and your interaction with people in your life and your career? We'd like to hear your thoughts at the show at EMS one.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and co-host Chris Ciballaro, thanks for tuning in to inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week.